Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. My name is Ashwin Basavraj, Section Chief of Pulmonary, Critical Care, and Sleep Medicine at Bellevue Hospital Center in New York City, and Associate Director of our Bronchiectasis and NTM program at NYU Langone Health. Today, we're going to be talking about a patient caregiver testimonial, a day in the life of the bronchiectasis patient. With me today is Mrs. K. Mrs. K, thank you so much for joining me today. As you know, um, a lot of patients with bronchiectasis have chronic symptoms, chronic cough, phlegm production. They have a lot of difficulty bringing out mucus and they need extra help, something that we call airway clearance, nebulizers, high frequency chest wall oscillation or vest therapies, positive expiratory pressure devices. Was your husband on any of these devices? And what were some of the challenges with with the airway clearance and managing his, his symptoms? Oh, he was uh, prescribed by pulmonologist. Uh, he had uh, two different kind of uh, inhalant, and uh, he had a uh, valve and the nebulizer treatment. And uh, he went for the best therapy because he has a spinal surgery. It was a big challenge for my part because. Uh, I had to watch. They put the pick line in. Finally, they said that he ran out of the vein. He had to have a port put in. He put the final vest on. And when he vibrated his pain in his back and the shaking in his body, it was very, very, sometimes it's unbearable. I medicate him with, the, he was on pain management pain specialist that he was uh, taking methadone by then. And uh, he was in between, he take Tylenols. And, uh, but he was able to walk. He was limping, but he was able to walk. That started with walker. And then later on, he was uh, in wheelchair. And uh, I have to make sure I carry oxygen tank, extra tank in the car because of his uh Oxygen requirement increased slowly, and he was getting like a seven liters. And I was calculating how many left over in the tank, so how many hours it's gonna last. And I have to get how many tank extra tank I have to carry in my car trunk. And sometimes in the middle of his doctor's visit, I have to go downstairs and bring his oxygen tank and change it, oxygen tank. And uh, I had to carry oxygen tank, wheel, push wheelchair. And uh, that was a big thing to do. We foresee this kind of uh, uh, situation and uh, the home, if you, I know that we had, uh, it's been tough. We uh, place the bars so he can hold on to it. And the shower, he could sit on the stool and he was sitting and I was giving bath. And at nighttime, I have to make sure he keep oxygen tube in his nose uh, because sometimes while he's sleeping, he take it off 
why he was dreaming, I do not know. So I have to make sure he has oxygen on his nose. I hired the healthcare like uh, home nurse aide coming and sitting with him so I can get at least some sleep during the night. But it's difficult to sleep while all those things going on. And uh, he, I discover like the nursing aide was uh, sitting outside of the door, sitting and uh, looking at the phone. And uh, I go inside of the room on the bed. He was complaining over the mattress situation and the oxygen is out and slightly a little bit delirious. Maybe his uh, lack of uh, oxygen in his uh, system. So I have to pick it up. I put it in his uh, nose. I have to remind him. And uh, I make sure the side rails are up. And uh, I have to even, I take, uh, I sleep during the night. I have to think about him. It was a very, very difficult situation. And uh, if uh, nobody could help me, so I had to think about like uh, going the stairs, uh, coming down the stairs. He had a chair to sit down and uh, going down the stairs and then take a shower, come up. Anyway. It's been very, very challenging. And uh, I had to think about everything, every single situation. Thankfully, he refused to sit on the commode. He had to go to the bathroom toilet. And I had to watch him walking with the walker to the bathroom. And uh, he cannot uh, wipe himself. I helped him. And uh, and I placed urinal, like a couple of urinals at best side to make sure he used one at nighttime. He can use the other one. And uh, uh, many things. And uh, nobody could really suggest or helped me, except I had to think everything myself. Yeah. And uh, that was a uh, big challenge for yeah. me no it sounds like a, a a big challenge and a lot of a lot of difficulty that you faced and now you know to learn more about this patients can go to uh, various websites that are available now for example there's the copd foundation that is listing a lot of resources and websites to try to learn more about bronchiectasis they're a great foundation that's uh, providing a lot of bronchiectasis education there's ntm info or NTMIR, which is a patient advocacy group that, you know, gives a lot of information on bronchiectasis and non-tuberculous mycobacteria. So there's various resources that are out there for patients um, and caregivers uh, to learn more about bronchiectasis uh, in, in case there are, you know, caregivers that are, that are listening. Um, those are some great, you know, resources to reach out to, to, to learn more about it. Mrs. K, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I know it was a lot of challenges and it was very difficult to uh, to come on and, and talk about this, but you did a great job um, and you know providing insight into how it is to, to take care of these patients with bronchiectasis and the difficulty involved. So, so thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. 
You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.